Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, entirely but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another empowering chat. Cheers, everybody. It's February. Woohoo! And I, I don't know if you can see my mug. Maybe it's just an audio, but it says find joy in the journey. And for the month of February, the theme under be expansive is explore. E for explore. And this is what the definition of explore is. It's kind of fun. To traverse or range over an area for the purpose of discovery. To look into closely, scrutinize, examine. So exploring this month, where where do you need to kind of range over and walk around, look at things, scrutinize? Where do you need to go within to explore? within yourself. And, and I'm sure that there's little pockets of ooey gooey inside your mind that has held your emotions in a cyclical experience. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, anxious, depressed, angry, that fall, oh wait, that was me last year. Hold on. <laughs> but if you're feeling those things, um, to really go within and begin to scrutinize is that real? Does that even exist? Explore. Is that the shin I want as my primary emotion? And explore how do you feel when you wake up in the morning? Because I know sometimes I wake up cranky. And it's, it's not very nice. My, my husband bounces out of bed happy all the time. But I kind of wake up cranky. And some of that is because I, I have residual emotional goo that I haven't dealt with. And maybe you're that kind of person too. And so exploring, and how I explore that is by is through journaling. I journal a lot to see, okay, wow, I'm feeling this. Is this real? Meaning, is it is it an old emotion that just keeps cycling up at, into my experience because I haven't addressed it and released it? Or is it an emotion that is trying to catch my attention? So you, then you want to scrutinize that. You want to explore it and see and then go get out out of your house out of your comfort zone believe me that is another way to be expansive is to get out of your comfort zone and do something that challenges you you know uh take an art class take, go i have a friend who does pottery she hasn't taken a class in a few years and she's going back to take some master classes because she wants to explore other techniques and things she doesn't know about yet. So maybe an art class, maybe it's joining a hiking group, maybe it's learning how to sail if you live by the ocean or paddleboarding. Explore that. That was an intense one for me when I did it, thinking of doing it this summer. But exploring, exploring, and exploring those places within yourself that maybe you kind of shut the door and forgotten about. Maybe it's time to explore what are you willing to let go of, like in cleaning out your mental and emotional closet. What can you really let go of? Do you really need to have those emotions 
hanging on, dragging behind you like Marley's ghost, right? Because I'm telling you right now, you don't. Life is meant for happiness. Life is meant to be lived with love and joy and creativity. Life is meant to be feel rich and juicy and opulent. So I just invite you to explore within yourself, outside of yourself, and see what you find. Because I think you might find that you've been given an amazing gift called life. And it's time to really be expansive and live it. Just a thought for the day. Enjoy our shows. Okay, you guys, I, I mean, you all know me well. I've got energy chills and excitement and it, the, the, the enthusiasm of spirit just flowing through me today as I met this woman. Just looking at her was, she's stellar. She's amazing. And she's written a book called Wealth Magic. Simple steps to hire the divine and unlock your miraculous financial flow. But I got to tell you, this woman energetically has all of that and so much more going on. So I want to welcome Corinne Grillo. So thanks for joining me today. Uh, thanks, so, thanks for having me. I'm always happy to talk about angels. So, uh, okay. So before we dive into the, the wealth and the magic of all that, would you just share briefly... Uh, how you know, I mean, was this, yeah, <laughs> was this a uh, family of origin that you grew up knowing angels existed or was it something that just like dropped into your consciousness one day? Yeah, no, it's literally something that dro literally dropped in front of my car. So <laughs> I was not a religious person. I was not raised with a lot of re religion. I have always been open-minded though. And a friend of mine bought me an angel reading um, during a really intense period in my life. I was suffering. I suffered my whole life with depression, really. And um, she didn't know what I was going through, but it was my birthday. So she bought me an angel reading. And I was like, okay, that sounds like fun, whatever. Um, let's go see a psychic. And so I went in and I, after, after that hour, that woman had said so much stuff she shouldn't have known. But on top of that, I felt just effervescent. So when she was leaving, she said, or when I was leaving, she said, the angels really want to talk to you. So talk to them as if they're real, as if they're just standing right there in a room. And I was like, simple enough. You know, I don't have to drive anywhere special. I don't have to wear fancy clothes. And so that's what I did. And then all the, I started getting angel synchronicities everywhere. And then the thing that dropped from the sky and landed in front of me was a bird. And, um, this bird, uh, it dropped right in front of my car in the hood in LA and it had a mangled wing mm -hmm. and I didn't know what to do. So I drove around it slowly, gave it a little love, angels, take it out of its suffering. And as I drove around, I looked in the rearview mirror and I had to stop the car because it was do the, the bird was doing some weirdness and, uh, it was kind of bouncing a little bit, little bounces. So I stopped, I kept watching. And as I watched, a small bird jumped out of the body of that bird, flew away. Then a second bird jumped up from the body of that bird, flew away. And then a third jumped up from- Oh my God. Yeah. And so, um, it yeah, it wasn't just a uh, an insight that angels are real. It was a like cosmic slap across my whole psyche and heart and body and it you know 
the experience of that was just chills and and just this thing i got him as you're telling the story i'm like oh my god yeah <laughs> this yeah the love was like palpable i never had love like that experienced love like that and um and then i then from that point on it was like okay if if a bird can divide itself into three by talking to angels what else is possible and so i went i went on my exploration and and I was really hush hush about it. I, I had an angel shame in the beginning because I am a licensed psychotherapist. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, I know what magical thinking and is they're gonna try and throw some medication at me. Um, but the thing, the most impressive thing was what had changed inside of me. So before I used to wake up wanting to die for like decades. Mm. And that dissolved really quickly. And I was able to hear another voice inside of me that was more uh hopeful optimistic mm, mm, mm. and yeah. i listened to that voice that's when things really started getting good wow wow okay so i just want to congratulate you on choosing to be here and choosing to listen and activate that that connection that you came in with probably that you've had for we talked about this just before recording that you've had for eon so uh just congratulations on that it's interesting i just can we can we do a sidebar here corinne because a lot of people that are going through depression uh especially because the pandemic amplified stuff a lot of people that are going through depression it you kind of illustrated it it's often because we're not listening intuitively to our divine wisdom within that is the, the actually the leader of our life you know our soul guidance system or whatever and and so the depression because i suffered with depression for many years myself and and i i found that it was because i was suppressing my intuitive awareness and skill sets that we all come in with that are are not necessarily um how you write a resume and get a job you know but like healing skill sets yeah. so uh it's if anybody's listening and you're and you're feeling uh oh depression or overwhelming depression it, it might be a good idea to check in with yourself and begin to listen to yourself yes you know? i mean it, it's essential and, and i just have to say you know i again i was a psychotherapist and so i knew about the psyche Something else that the angels do is that, you know, when I, I had an extremely traumatic childhood, um, lots of violence and stuff like that. So what I noticed was this lightness in my heart. Mm. And that's not just about talking yourself down off the cliff. It was like an act. It was like, it was just all of this crust shook off of me and like more of my inner, my, my self-self you know, a slightly less traumatized started emerging. And so that's what I love because the angels can give you the strength to start listening to that wisdom that you, you're you talking about, right? It's like, yeah, sometimes um, I find when angels really make an impact, sometimes it's when we have some peculiar things to, to listen to sometimes. Like yeah. they, speak, they speak loudly because again, I was a psychotherapist. I had no intention of ever talking about angels. Even when I had a couple miracles happen, I was like, there's no way I'm ever talking about this until they kept coming into my sessions. 
<laughs> and I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. They're like, oh, yes, you will. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. 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 I find, you know, the sensitives are are the depressed ones, aren't they? They're super depressed. And a lot of times we don't even know why we're depressed. So we, we could be having some empath action going on. Like, I didn't know I was an empath. I just thought I was a miserable person. But really, I was, I was just crust, crusted over like so many of us. Yeah, and I like that uh, um, image of crusted over because it means that it can be broken away and cleaned up, you know, okay. can, as opposed to being locked in a box. I felt like I was locked in a box for a lot of my life. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And like, you know, like you're saying, probably a lot of people feel like they're locked in the box. That specifically is that you are trapped and you have to make some choices, some probably some really challenging, even I would say controversial, sometimes even impractical choices to get your soul engaged. Exactly. Exactly. That I and that you just you just described what happened to me. So yep. Oh really? And, and I'm happier, happier than ever in my life, you know, and I'm li- and I'm living my life now. I'm living the truth of my being and my soul purpose. And it's a hell of a lot more fun, everybody, than staying in that box that people want to put you in and, you know, throwing away the key. Yeah. So much better. And depression for me now doesn't, if it shows up, I just kind of feel blue now, not like I can't get out of the house. Oh, yeah. For like two years. <laughs> You know, I still have my cycles too. I mean, we're part of this planet. And um, thank you for saying that because, yeah, I don't want to give people the impression that, you know, um, all good things just only happen from here on out. But what it does is it gives you resilience and bounce back and Mm -hmm. creativity and profound, miraculous resources when you need them. Yeah. And the thing I love about uh, working with the angels, Corinne, is that feel alone. Mm-hmm. I I don't feel like my issues or my dilly do's I have to deal with alone because I can I can work with the angels and spirit guides and which I do um, to give me guidance or illuminate my uh, being so I know what the what what path to go on whenever I'm feeling uncertain. So I I'm you gone, Angel. So your book, Angel Wealth Magic. Now you've added magic to it. So t- let's talk about magic. <laughs> Why not? Just throw it in there. <laughs> uh, so I word magic. Yeah. Why magic? That's a whole nother magic for some people can give get put them in a whole nother twist, you know, like a ooh, what's that? That seems that's uh, why I put it to be honest, that's why I put it in there. Because we, we need to like quit tiptoeing around the fact that we're magical creatures and we have to stop being bullied by mm. by the indoctrination that we've had. The, the fact is, especially as I worked with angels, is that our ancestors, all of them, no matter where you're from on the planet, did magic. And magic meaning working with benevolent forces in order to thrive, in order to yes. have some rain in order to find the buffalo, in order uh, in order to find shelter um, or for safety. So we really need to look because people's gut reaction, some people, gut reaction, oh, that's evil. Okay, 
Um, and also deconstruct that a little bit because that is what the colonizer mentality did back yes. time ago. As they're stealing people's lands, they're they're hating on their practices and disempowering them more importantly because magic is powerful. It's in us. So even though if we don't know how to use it officially, it's in us and we're actually using magic all the time. Even the church is using magic and invocation. They stole that from- Oh God, yes. Right? Um, so when- and, and they Okay, don't, don't get me going. Oh, yeah. So, well, so and magic is, uh, like you said, Corinne, it is a powerful tool when used properly. So I just want to put that little cautionary thing on because, and it harm none. And most people that are aware of magic and how to use, utilize it, there is an inner edict and it harm none. And and when, when you watch the world, when you can look at the world history, there are people that used magic exactly to harm millions. And that's also why it got a, a you know, a bad rap. Mm -hmm. So it, it is about not harming anyone. And if you're using it for yourself, like in your book, you have some rituals to do to build your wealth, which I love. Um, then, then you're, then, then you are being self-responsible, I think. Yes. I mean, and, and the thing is, is that we can use magic without knowing that we're using magic. When you're uh, yeah. thinking terrible thoughts about someone, yeah, that's magic. That's an energetic and they can sense it. They're going to feel it. And yeah, so I, I mean, you can, people, people can read the Bible and still be capable of great harm. Clearly, if we look clearly. at the history. Clearly. So there's, there's, you know, we are powerful, not just magic. No matter what we touch, we can turn it into the most beautiful thing or distort it and suck its power it, it, and just use it for power. Yeah. So let's get into the, the angel building wealth, creating wealth and the magic of that. Okay, great. What would you like to know? <laughs> Well, you okay, so in your book you've got steps, but what okay, so here's here's what I want to say to you. <laughs> I love the way you built this book because it you speak to people that are possibly not aware of how mystical, magical, powerful they are. And I love the way you you speak about and prepare the first half is a preparation before you even introduce the angels, which I I love so that 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 the consciousness of anyone who's reading this book, you're helping them get ready to activate and utilize. And I, I was thinking about it um, before our, our conversation. There's there are so many people that have been so you talk about power and disempowered and the colonization effect and um, that they don't because it's they've been told shit well, for millennia through their and and their ancestors bought the you know bought it and passed it down and and now and now they're everybody's in a tizzy because what's where am i who am i doesn't matter what you look like right mm -hmm. who am i and the disenchantment of a, an individual what you're doing is getting deeper into 
people's poverty consciousness because there's huge, huge amounts of poverty consciousness, which is why we have such a um, dramatic schism on who has money. You know, the, the multimillionaires that just get more money exactly. and, and they're not always nice people, you know, and why aren't the nice people, the good people, you talk about the nice and good people utilizing this book. We're the ones that can activate that kind of money as well. Yes, exactly. I, you know, when I was writing the book, you know, Spirit made it really clear that I had to, you know, do some song and dance for the heart-centered folk who don't believe that they can ever um, elevate their wealth ceiling. And and because we are in such a peculiar place on the planet right yeah. now. And we do need to actualize ourselves and to believe bigger and to think like a mogul sometimes let give ourselves permission like what would it be like if i imagined that i could make a million dollars like because we have so much judgment against that because we know what the people with the money are doing but that's because they're not the heart-centered ones a lot of them are not a lot of them are but money is an amplifier so if you are a heart-centered human it behooves the entire world if you are wealthy because you're more likely to share. Um, yeah, likely to fund good causes that support other people who who are needy. Um, all all of that stuff. So I was like, as I'm writing it, I was like, yeah, yeah, getting all riled up myself. <laughs> yeah, well, and the thing about money being an amplifier, I I've heard that. Do you know what I mean? I I haven't heard. If I have money, it amplifies. So to me, it, it, that that says it's it's going to multiply. So when I uh, see my banner behind me, I have freedom, brilliance, and opulence. And when that dropped in, spirits like, and you got to talk about opulence. I was like, oh, people are going to think I'm a stuck up, stuck up, snotty little white girl or whatever. But it was. But what I realized is the opulence is the freedom to live your life the way you want to, to have a rich life. Doesn't mean a, a necessarily a bank account. But when I started focusing on opulence, my banking bank account grew, do you know? And and oh, the idea of giving your money to good causes, lots of people won't do that. Oh, when I retire, I'll donate my money or I'll, you know. But the thing about amplifying the money, don't you find it, if you give some of that money, then it comes back more to you yes and you know part of the point is make enough money then a thousand dollars here and there it's not a big deal fund the good causes um but yeah I, I think it amplifies it multiplies and if you are really sweet natured it it helps that sweet nature get out there and be sweeter you know oh you're yeah. hiring people or you know what whatever but it it just again it multiplies who you are I love that. So in the book you talk, there's a couple of, um, before you get to the ritualistic ideas, ideas and the angels of, of um, journaling and getting clear uh, and setting intentions and creating an altar, which I love. I have an altar. No. I have an altar in a couple rooms of my house. Just because yeah, yeah, like, here's my touchstone. Oh yeah, here's my, but um, so so tell everybody why journaling, why setting intentions, why an altar? Yeah. 
You know, I think I start the book, part of it, part of it is because most people just want to skip to the ritual, skip to the angels. And those people are less likely to to have success. And here's why. Mm. Everything that I, I say in the book or that I ask you to do or that I recommend doing is to help your own mind begin to focus like a laser on your intention. Because again, it's not that um, magic is 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 so special. We are special. We just had to name our specialness with a word like magic. Okay. So by focusing our mind, setting up an altar, because an altar is like a, a portal, like a window into, into the divine. Um, journaling also, because a lot of information starts dropping down when we're journaling um, from spirit. And we don't even know it's there until we start writing. And then it's like, oh, yeah. oh there's some stuff. And that's technically channeling. <laughs> but, you know, people people might not think of themselves as a channel, but I pretty much believe that we're all channels. So we're channeling something one way or the other. So you might as well make a choice on what you're going to ch- channel. Right. And if you open up by doing some of the practices in your book, you can, when information drops in, it becomes even more uh expansive you know lots of people that that um that journal they keep themselves small even in that journaling and you you know you tell people to journal so that you get that you get the garbage out you get the crap out and and you can and you can see what it is you truly want or who you truly are yeah i think it's important when we're doing next any kind of next level work to understand what's underneath the hood in our in our own psyche and i think because i'm a i'm a psychotherapist so i spend a lot of time in the book walking people through um psychotherapeutic exercises as well to i kind of identify under underlying beliefs that maybe your family had or or whatever um and then you know i give some angelic solutions like a like a potion you know um here's a little medicine a little angel medicine drink it if this is your issue um but yeah we have to take responsibility for the conditions of our life and people who just just want to pray and want something to magically magically happen sometimes it does happen um and a lot of times it does but a lot of so spirit will give us these ideas these inspirations Mm -hmm. because they can't do the legwork for us so people literally just pray and hope it works out as opposed to taking radical action in your life to to change course so what would radical action look like for someone okay well here's an example i think it was the second wave of me coming out of the spiritual closet it was when i um i was getting called to go more online international and to uh, kind of let go of my private practice and i know and the thing was is that my private practice was freaking awesome i loved my weekend workshops but they're like no and it was the first thing that I was called to let go of that I loved. Mm-hmm. And I know. And so that's what happens. Once you get rid of all the riffraff, all the all the toxic stuff, then sometimes your soul wants to grow past even the good stuff. Um uh so I forgot I forgot the question. Where was I? Or, no, that's okay. The the radical action that one would have to take. Yeah. So then the, the action is you do the dance. You're in doubt. Ooh, that can't be right. I can't. I can't just 
you know, and then I have to talk to my husband about it. Oh, like no one just stops. And uh, yeah, the radical action is listen, listen. And so I did. I let go of my my um, my my office, my my caseload, and um, I started some stuff online. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, yeah, it worked pretty well. It was stressful because it was su- it was such new territory. But uh, but yeah, radical action. If you want radical wealth, more than likely, you might have to do a few shimmies, some a radical action or two in order to shift your identity a little bit for yourself. I had to change my identity. I would never have done any video before when I was a therapist ever, ever. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad you did. Yeah, me too. Glad you did. Who would know? Who would have known? It turned out, you know, and even when I went online, I was only doing the, the what do you call them? The tele, the tele, you know, or tele- tele- right, and right. Audio. I did that for like a year and a half because I was too shy. I didn't want everybody to look at my nose. Um, and because because I'm shy, I am I, in general. I, except for when I'm doing this, all of a sudden another part of me comes out to play. Um, <laughs> uh, but with, that's the thing: we all have a little piece inside of us that we don't even know about unless we give it the space to emerge. Right, right. And working with angels, um, like I s- said to you earlier before we started recording, it's a new experience for me. And there's. I'm getting, I can feel that, uh, <laughs> that they're, you know, uh-huh, they're starting, there's this kind of, okay, Susan, this is what you said you wanted. It's, it, it's like nudging now. It's a nudge. And I'm like, oh, really? I'm kind of tired. Do I have to do that? But angels are, besides being loving, kind, gentle, they're powerful. And if you say, this is what I want. They'll say, okay, let's go. You know, that drop that, let that go, like you had to do. Let that go. And so sometimes life grows. Sometimes it feels like you're flying blind, don't you think, Corinne? Oh yeah. Well, I am literally constantly flying by and flying blind these days. Uh, more and more so over the years. But yes, flying blind waiting for instruction essentially yeah but not lollygagging so there's a fine line between waiting for instruction and procrastinating and being too afraid to pull the trigger um so you know it isn't some navigation but i find the more i try to step out of the micromanaging of myself or yeah you know like have a general direction that i want to go but like sometimes if i'm about to do a launch or something um, it's, you know, I might get a real strong pullback all of a sudden and it feels like, it feels like no, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a little different because sometimes even when I'm about to do a launch, that is a good time to do a launch. I'll still feel a little pullback because I'm just afraid. I'm terrorized. But, uh, but every once in a while I have to drop something because it just, it just feels like a big no. That's cool that you listen to even that. Oh, it's because lots of. I I was living my life pushing through those no's. Yeah, that's me too. When I, that's why we're depressed. I finally right? had to stop. Yeah, I finally had to uh, my entire business and, and tell my team, taking the year off, 
taken the year off and ended up being year. good for you. It ended up being almost two years. Wow. Because I, I was, it was, I was pushing through so many things that were not necessary for me to do or good for me to do. But yeah. fascinating. I know, you know, I, I, the same, same for me when, just when I was a therapist, you know, when I thought that I loved the one that I thought that I, I love, I thought I was going good. It was not good. I just didn't know because I'm so used to a certain level of of shit, of like, of being taxed all the time, of being in uh, just disservant to everybody, like the kids and the people, and you know, so so yeah, we are so mm, living in this uh, this uh, industrialized world that's gotten us off track, out of rhythm with with nature. So now, like, I try and take. Um, December and January off um, or November because I know I start slowing down around that time and it, it's like to with like working too hard feels painful. Yes, yes. I am so grateful that you said all that because it was it was the special message delivered to me personally. Thank you. Um, because I that's like one of the things I I get. I have always been in service to others, like my family, my parents, my, you know, and my clients. And, and then I find myself exhausted. It's because I'm, I'm not necessarily paying attention to being of service to myself. And that's the most important. That's the first person, right? I know, but it's service to yourself. It's so cliche. And on the one hand, we've all heard about, you know, put your oxygen mask to, to, you know, but you don't realize to what extent, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's intense. It's intense. My boundaries are next level. I mean, I'm saying no to stuff that I cannot believe that just came out of my mouth. Right. So it's right. like boundaries. It's letting yourself rest. And what does it look like to actually tend to not just yourself, but your heart, right? Your heart, your heart, your body, um, and uh, I, I realized, like, with all the clients I was taking as a therapist, it was a lot. And I'm an empath. Mm-hmm. So I thought I would imagine all the crap. <laughs> exactly. I, I swear somebody would leave my office and all of a sudden, you know, with like a my ankle hurts and I get up from my chair and it's like, I can't walk. What the hell? You know, it's like, I, OK, I can't do that anymore. Boundaries, boundaries. And then boundaries. And, and, and then being aware if I if I do take on people's stuff it's okay to like you say to say no to say that's it i can't do this oh, yeah, that, right. well we got into a whole different thing besides angel wealth matter but it's juicy it's juicy and that is part of wealth i mean it really is if you want to be extremely wealthy you do not want to attract the kind of wealth that's going to make you suffer and make you exactly. separate yourself so it's like dreaming in a level of wealth that feels delicious to you where you, you're not like cutting off your arms and legs in order to make it happen. That's powerful what you just said, because um, dreaming it in, envisioning it. And uh, my son, uh, amazing um, and a huge manifester. He's really good at manifesting. Well, he manifested a, uh, his own business. And then he manifested, he just recently got married, he manifested a home. And now he's so tied to the money, right? Yeah. And he's like, Mom, I I, I don't want to do this. 
I probably didn't want to do it at the beginning. I'm like, mm, yeah, well, you know, so now he has to, I can't say anything, right? Now he has to kind of figure out how is he going to navigate having these kind of financial obligations and whirlwinds that are going on. Mm-hmm. And and then it, it's, a, it's a, a good initiation into really who are you and what do you really want? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. What are you willing to sacrifice for peace? Or how creative can can you get? You know, there's other ways to to earn earn income, like you know, and move beyond the 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 brick and mortar kind of belief system. Please do, please do. You did just like you did, Corinne. You did that. You moved beyond it. I I I don't know. Yes, it's it's wild. It's wild. But but it's there for all of us. It's there. You know, so if you have an idea. The trick is actually doing it and praying, praying your butt off. Ask you well, so much magic to help you along and make sure your family's going to be safe. You're going to be safe. You can still pay your rent or mortgage. And listening and listening internally to the the divine guidance that you know we're not letting the fear block the divine guidance. And and I see that with lots of people when they start new endeavors. Yeah. So yeah. It's the, it's the fear, it's the programming, it's also the people around. You, you know, when I was telling people, I, I think I'm going to teach about angels, and I'm a psychotherapist again. So I got, I got, you know, a lot of ridicule, but, you know, who's laughing now is all I'm saying. <laughs> I am. I am, because I'm I am. So glad you're doing I'm it. I'm telling you, I know, I made, I made like 10 times more than I did as a therapist, and I work probably 10 times less. <laughs> Or exactly what you prayed for. Yeah. And then when I do work, it uh, half the time, it's so fun. It doesn't feel like work. Right? So, so that, I mean, that's, I, I was raised super no cash. Okay. Both my parents came from extreme poverty. So I was not gifted in wealth consciousness. You know, I had to work a little bit on it. I had to learn something about it. But, um. But where there is the imagination, there is a way. And where spirit lives, it gives you uh, access to incredible ideas. It's just, again, a matter of doing them. Right, exactly. Oh, I love that. I love that. So you guys, the book is Angel Wealth Magic. And um, thank you so much. I, I know that this is going, I got chills. I got chills again. I know that this book is going to impact people's lives and open doors for them that they couldn't open themselves because you had the courage to step into your power. So thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Having me on, but it's such a pleasure. So if people want to um, see what you're up to, what's what's where should they go? What's the website? Um, they can go to Corinne Grillo, C O R I N G R I L L O dot com. And I have a pretty decent Facebook page, too. So you might be able to see stuff there, too. But yeah, the website has has plenty of stuff to look at. Cool. Cool. And the book is on Amazon and other places as well? Yeah, it's on Amazon. It's it's in Barnes & Noble, um, some independent stores, too. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Thank you again. Thank you for being exactly who you are. And I just, I fell in love today with you. 
Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So I'm just going to complete by saying, and so it is, namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanborell.com. You can see all the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, a 30-Day Journey. You can also access the guided meditations that I have on Insight Tiger through the website and just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at Susan at SusanWorrell.com. That's it for today. See you next time.